This is Change for Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. We have another great episode today of Change for Your Dollar, where we have conversations and talk about the blessings and burdens around money and faith and life. I'm your host, John Putnam. Hey, everybody. It is good to be back with you this week. I hope you've been doing well. Things have been going pretty well in our household as well. Got some really cool things going on with my work. I'm looking forward to sharing some of this with you over the next few months, some fresh content, um, maybe even a course I want to share. So I'll tell you more about that as we get closer. But I hope you're having a great day. You know, I've been thinking a little bit about loving your neighbor. And we all do that a little uniquely, don't we? I mean, we each have unique giftedness and talents and opportunities and influence. The list goes on and on. But I want to take us a little further than just giving cash today, a little further than our checking accounts and our savings accounts, and explore not only some more recent leaders who have loved their neighbor in unique ways, but also going to go all the way back into the book of Numbers and tell you a story there as well. And I just want you to hear these stories and just as an observer, think about the obedience of these leaders and of the people here in the stories who were called to give. And our own human desire for impact and also, though, how we leave the results to God and watch him bring it all together because he tells us that all things work together for good and his glory. So I'm going to look back at some of these generous leaders and their unique gifts and reveal some insights that I believe will help encourage and inspire you in your giving and how you use your financial resources to love your neighbor. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of a business leader named R.G. Letourneau. Well, if you haven't, it's okay. He was born a long time ago, November 30th, 1888. And he passed away in 1969 at the age of 80. But the interesting story of R.G. Letourneau, which I'm going to get into in a moment, started from this unique impact that he was able to have with his giftedness. See, he was a prolific inventor of machinery that moved dirt. (laughs) Doesn't sound too exciting, does it? Well, if you want to look at some of the pictures of some of the machines that he invented, it will literally blow your mind. He's been called the world's greatest inventor of earth-moving equipment. So it gives you some idea. So at the turn of the century, Industrial Revolution, you can imagine the impact that this had. Letourneau's story is one of almost legendary proportion because of his generosity and the unique way that he loved his neighbor. And as I was just digging in a little deeper into his story, I came across an article at the centerforfaithandwork.com. And I'm going to share an excerpt from that because It gives you some perspective of the way he was thinking about who he was and how he was going to impact the culture for Christ. 
The article reads, thinking he was headed to the mission field, he sought guidance from his pastor. And after praying together, his pastor said, you know, Brother Letourneau, God needs businessmen as well as preachers and missionaries. Letourneau responded, all right, if that's what God wants me to be, I'll try to be his businessman. Well, Letourneau took his business partnership with God seriously, and although he felt like God was getting a sorry specimen as a partner, when financial success came years later, he believed this made him a debtor to God as well as his fellow man. His commitment to give away so much of his wealth was not a flash of generosity as much as a logical progression from his earlier decision to make God his business partner. When people understand that their work matters to God and recognize that he is their business partner, Letourneau's perspective is a natural response. This was his response, quote, the question is not how much of my money I give to God, but rather how much of God's money I keep for myself, end quote. I can only imagine the number of construction projects that his inventions were used in. And let me encourage you to go and look at some of the incredible pictures of some of this equipment around these construction sites. Well, now I want to go back, well, let's just say a couple of thousands of years earlier, before Letourneau, back into the early chapters of the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, where there was a lot of activity, you guessed it, around the construction and the care of God's tabernacle. As you can read the story, you've probably read the story, this was an impressive, massive structure, and the detail that God laid out for the tabernacle was staggering. And the Lord spoke through Moses as he directed each of the tribes who were responsible for specific duties as they were building the tabernacle. Duties like taking care of the tent, taking care of the tabernacle coverings, the curtains and ropes in the tabernacle, the care of the frames, the crossbars, the posts and the bases, care of the ark itself and the ministry articles inside the tabernacle. You put all of that together, it was a very big job. And when the tabernacle was completed, all of the leaders of the tribes, these were the leaders who were the heads of all the families, were going to make a large offering to the tabernacle. And this offering was gold and silver and livestock, and it was going to be given and provided and completed over the next 12 days. But on the very first days, these families did something unique. They were observing a big opportunity here. They knew how important the tabernacle was to God, to his people, and to their current situation, but also the future of where they were headed. And with all of that in mind, they made a unique offering. This is Numbers 7. Verses three to five. 
They brought as their gifts before the Lord six covered carts and twelve oxen, an ox from each leader and a cart from every two. These they presented before the tabernacle. The Lord said to Moses, accept these from them that they may be used in the work at the tent of meeting. Give them to the Levites as each man's work requires. As I was reading that verse through Numbers and just the entire story of building the tabernacle, it just sort of struck me that these leaders, these tribes, entered into an act of strategic generosity. And three timely insights jumped out at me. Insight number one is these leaders had awareness. These families were aware of this massive job. It was going to be to move and care for the tabernacle. They knew what was coming, they knew their responsibilities, and they had foresight and wisdom of the job at hand. And they knew they were going to be called on to plan and provide a unique value. And with the awareness that they had, they were able to simplify the process of transporting and caring for the tabernacle. I mean, I just love it when you get a lot of smart men and women around a situation and how the combined wisdom is so powerful. The second insight was they took action. I mean, look, you can have all the awareness in the world, but if you don't do anything with it, it's back to the verse in James about faith and action, because the second insight is action. See, they knew that they could have additional impact encouraging each other and working together to help. In community, with all of the tribal leaders together, they took action to give from their resources. The verse shared that a cart was giving from every two leaders or every two families. And by working together, they were able to multiply their gift with full teams of oxen and carts. The wisdom continues to flow. And then finally, these leaders, to accomplish what they were doing, to serve and to care for their tabernacle well, they needed alignment. See, these leaders, these families, they were committed to this tabernacle. And what the Lord had shared through Moses, they knew God's plans. And thinking about the needs of the tribes who were tasked with accomplishing his plans, they needed to all be in alignment. So their gifts of oxen and carts were aligned with God's instructions. Even though he may not have asked for them directly, they had awareness. They took action and they knew that their gifts were in alignment. They were able to glorify God as his tabernacle and his children were cared for with excellence. So these insights of awareness and action and alignment just flowed through this story and it captured my imagination. I can only imagine that R.G. Letourneau read this At some point in time, he read the book of Numbers. He saw this. I wonder if there was influence there. I wonder if the awareness and the action and alignment, I'm sure he used different words, but 
God's word inspires us to love our neighbor and to care for each other in unique ways. And when you are aware of it and aligned to it and taking action, there's a joyful obedience there, isn't there? And then when God puts all of that together, used for his glory, it is a powerful combination. So here's what I'd like to ask you today. Is there a ministry, maybe it's your church, that you love that has a big job ahead? If so, there's a big opportunity ahead as well. And how might God use you and your resources for his plans? Maybe it is the cash in a checking or savings accounts. Maybe it's stocks in an investment account. Maybe it's business interests that you have that you could give, assets that you can provide. See, just as it was with the leaders around the tabernacle, just like R.G. Letourneau, when he was thinking about who he was and how God was going to use him and how he was going to engage in God's bigger story of impact and adventure. Through your awareness and action and alignment and your giving today as you love your neighbor There is no question that you can be obedient and effective in ways that only God can know. Thanks so much for letting me share with you today this story, and I hope it was meaningful to you. And as always, if you felt this was impactful, maybe you know of a business leader, maybe you're a pastor, maybe a business owner, maybe a family member that you feel this could be a blessing that would encourage or inspire them, not because of me, but because of what God has done in and through his people his leaders, his followers over decades and centuries and thousands of years. So thank you for tuning in. I'll look forward to next time. Hope you have a great day. You've been listening to Change For Your Dollar podcast with John Putnam. Thank you for joining me for Change For Your Dollar, where we have real conversations exploring the burdens and blessings around money, faith, and life. For more tools and resources, please visit changeforyourdollar.com. I'm John Putnam. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again next time.